it's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Welcome to the IHSA Safety Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Rayner. On this episode of the podcast, we're joined again by Doug Heinz, Vice President of High-Risk Activity Training and Operations at IHSA to discuss school bus safety, passenger management. Okay, Doug, you're the one that suggested this topic for a podcast, and I'm really interested as a parent who for about 12 years had uh, their children riding on a school bus to and from school. Um, I can appreciate that this is a important topic, particularly when you're going to give 50 or so children uh, to one adult and have them manage everything. So I'm really interested to uh, to hear uh, a little bit more about this podcast. So Doug, why did you why did you suggest it? Why do you think it's important? And let's get into that. Perfect. Uh, thanks, Ken. Uh, well, certainly school bus safety and passenger management is something that I'm very interested in. I spent 14 years in the uh, school bus business. Uh, last chunk of time I was uh, involved in safety and training. Uh, but what we know about anybody who works at a school bus company is you, you have a uh, B license. That's a uh, license for a school bus. And um, you'll spend lots of time doing spare routes, that sort of thing. And I think over the, over the years, uh, what became very apparent to me is passenger management is absolutely a, an integral piece of safe school bus operation. I think uh, some of the strategies that we're going to talk about and strategies that I used in the school bus uh, made me realize this passenger management piece uh, can go quite well. And maybe the uh, other reason why uh, it, it's timely to uh, to talk about this now is we're coming up on another school bus, or I should say another school year. And as such, um, we're going to have new drivers in seats. We're going to have potentially school administrators that haven't dealt with some of those issues. So uh, yeah, excited about chatting about that today. Excellent. And you just mentioned, uh, you know, a couple of positions, uh, school bus drivers, school administrators. What is the intended audience for this podcast, Doug? Yeah, uh, I think when I when I put this uh, together uh, quite a few years ago, the intended audience was really around uh, drivers. But I think what we're going to talk about today, there's some going to be some really helpful tips for the operator or the company that supports the driver, the individual who might take that call to have to deal with a uh, complaint, perhaps as it relates to student management. Um, and I think that. Um, school administrators, um, I think uh, it, it, it's aimed at them as well. And I think what we know is um, the transportation element at schools sort of sometimes comes and goes depending on new, uh, new schools being built and or uh, portables and all of that sort of thing. And so maybe there's a school administrator that really hasn't had to deal with this in, in, in a significant way. And then uh, absolutely, I think uh, parents will be able to pick up some good tips here as well, recognizing uh, we, we not only have maybe new drivers, maybe we have kids that have never ridden a bus before. So how do parents support their kid and ultimately the driver as well uh, to make sure that that part of the job goes well? All right. So I've never been a uh, school bus driver, Doug, and I've never been a school administrator, but I've definitely been a parent with uh, school with uh, <laughs> children on school buses. So I'm going to play that role in this uh, in this podcast. Um, all right. So let's start off with the, the one for me that is the, the, the biggest question. We're, we're typically loading, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 60 children on these larger school buses. 
with one adult, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. One adult. And I can't even imagine that scenario that if we dropped off like 50 kids at a birthday party and said to one adult, okay, you're in charge. Good luck. Take care of them. We wouldn't do that to somebody. Um, so, you know, where do, where do we start with this in terms of like, how do you, when you're, when you're, when you're providing 50 kids and early in the morning or after school on a school bus and you have one adult that's in charge of of care and control of those kids and the safety on the bus where do you start yeah absolutely i you know um i i should maybe even paint a picture of uh, the vast range of skills that a school bus driver needs to have. So uh, Highway Traffic Act, Ministry of Transportation, expectation or requirement to do a daily vehicle inspection. So they have to have a good mechanical understanding of that vehicle. Uh, it is a large commercial motor vehicle that they're, that they're needing to uh, uh, take through typically um, city streets, uh, often rural streets, uh, you know, so weather and traffic and all of that thing, sort of thing comes into play. Uh, it's a very long vehicle. We're getting into uh, neighborhoods with small streets. So a lot of skills there on the mechanical and actually vehicle operation side. And just as you said, on top of that, uh, and we'll use the, uh, you know, the, the birthday party of 50 kids is inside the bus and, and they are tasked with... Uh, making sure that that part goes well why, while they have the responsibility of driving that large commercial motor vehicle. So, so having a plan, making sure that we understand the strategies uh, is an important piece. And I'll go back to when I was in the business and I was thinking, so how do we, how do we support drivers with this? And I started thinking about uh, what, are, what are the strategies and what are the words that we'll use for the strategies uh, to be able to make it go well. And so uh, I came up with uh, navigating the seven C's of student management or passenger management. And those seven C's are create, control, clarity, consistency, collaboration, consequences, and communication and we'll talk a little bit about all of those and so I think that's uh, that's a great place to start about how we make that go well okay so I, I believe I mean I've got a I've got a bunch of questions that I'm really excited to ask you about again being a, a former parent of, of uh, kids on school buses for 12 or so years um, so let's go through that and I'm sure that you're going to be able to uh, sort of connect the dots with those seven C's so um, what about what about the preparation piece like let's get into that now so we're in the summer um, you know school school and, and kids that are going to be heading back to school after Labor Day, um, school bus operators and drivers are, are, are probably going to start to prepare um, soon, you know, and before the kids bu uh, board the bus for the first time, so they can all enjoy a fun, safe, healthy experience. So what preparation are those uh, school bus operators and drivers taking? What, what, what's, the, what's the preparation, Doug? Mm -hmm. Well, so the, the summer is a very busy time for school bus operations, absolutely. And part of that is getting drivers up to speed, licensed, um, getting them to understand the routes. And um, the one piece that they can't really prepare as far as having live bodies in the bus is the student management piece. So I can drive the route, I can drive the bus, I can, you know, make sure that I'm uh, qualified from that perspective. But the student management piece is something that uh, school bus operators, the company, and the driver really needs to give uh, some good thought to. So, so our first C is create. And one of the things that we need to create is a plan on how to deal with student management issues. Um, 
I think it, 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 it's not good not to have a plan because, in fact, they are kids. And what we know is uh, kids will have uh, behaviors, whatever that might be. And so we need to have some really good thought prior to getting them on the bus to, to know how it is that we're going to deal with that. And so the driver, it's absolutely important for the operator. Um, it's important for them to understand how they're going to support drivers, how to prepare them well prior to the kids getting on the bus. School administrators, uh, especially if they have not had transportation as an element uh, at their school previously, they want to be thinking about. So, how are we going to deal with these issues? Uh, what are some of the What are some of the things that they will put in place? And then, um, parents uh, making sure that they have a plan on how to coach their child to be, yeah, a responsible, respectful uh, passenger as well. So that's a lot of what we can do before the kids get on the bus. But I think one of the things that's so simple for a driver to do, and that is create a positive atmosphere. And that can happen as simple as saying good morning and giving them a smile. You know, I think the McDonald's uh, board used to say smiles are free. I think they, you know, uh, Quick, simple to do. Um, the uh, I've often thought about the fact that in some cases, the bus driver may be the first adult they've seen that morning. Parents are gone already because of work and the child gets up, gets themselves to the bus. So what a great way to start their day, have the driver say good morning and uh, give them a smile. I think the other uh, thing for drivers to think about is kindness, compassion, understanding and respect. And I think respect is such an important one. And uh, the driver is the adult on the bus. So I would say respect has to start with the adults. Um, and my experience is that that always comes back to the adults when, when it's extended to kids. Um, I've heard people say often, and certainly as it relates to driving a school bus, there's a concern about the passenger piece. And the comment is, kids aren't the way they used to be. And my response is, actually, I think kids are exactly the way they've always been. I think that in some cases, adults have not necessarily shown them an appropriate way to act, interact, react. And as such, some of those behaviors come out. So we'll go back to driver extends respect. My experience is it comes back to them. Absolutely. Okay, so um, now in the event that the school bus driver hasn't extended that type of respect and the bus pulls up to your stop and you're a parent waiting and, and the bus is just out of control, it's loud, it's boisterous, the driver doesn't appear to have control of the bus, as a parent, what are those steps, you know, or even as the driver and the operator, what are those steps to address the issue and gain control of the vehicle? Yeah, so you talked about the parent, and I think that if a parent sees that, absolutely, it's uh, it's important for them to pass along what they're seeing to the operator. And that's not about getting the driver uh, in trouble. It's around extending support. Uh, is the is the operator aware of what is happening on that bus, uh, and or uh, the school or the school board might have interest in that? Because again, it's around making sure that uh, people are supported in that in 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 their role. Um, so yeah, absolutely. The next C is control, and I think I'll look at it from a couple of perspectives. And one would be, you know, you were talking about getting control back when 
when things are uh, a little bit out of control. But I'd like to speak about um, keeping it in control uh, because there absolutely is that possibility from the beginning of the year as well. I think as uh, human beings, uh, we crave attention and kids absolutely to do. And whatever behavior gets attention is the behavior that continues. So I think I always love to look at things from a, from a positive perspective. And if I'm a new driver, um, A, I will say, if there are behaviors that are unsafe, they need to be dealt with. But generally speaking, an AM route is quieter because of the kids are half, half asleep, half awake, whichever one you want to say. And, and if I'm driving that first AM route, I'm observing, I'm looking for some, I want to catch them doing something correct. Um, and so maybe I'm going to drive the first day, I'm going to drive the AM of the second day, and at the, uh, the school when I'm picking them up in the afternoon, before I leave, I get up and say, I just want to talk to you about something I've been observing for the last day and a half. And the kids absolutely think that they're going to be told what they're not doing well, what they need to do. But what a great thing for the driver to say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty new at this, but I just want to say I really appreciate that you loaded quickly, got in your seat. It wasn't excessively noisy. You're staying seated until the bus is stopped in the afternoon. That's important so that, you know, we don't have people uh, falling in the aisle. Whatever that is, I'm looking to praise them for something that they did well. Generally speaking, I'd, I'd be surprised if you couldn't find something because I think all of a sudden we have their ear in a way that we would not if we started with the, the negative stuff. So um, it's behavior that has got attention. It happens to be uh, positive and now there's potential that they want that sort of attention in future and those positive behaviors are reinforced and maybe maybe they continue. The, the other thing about that is if you have their ear, you have the opportunity to say, you know what, there's, there's one other thing that you could help me with and um, think about sitting at, standing at the front of a bus and if it's an elementary school, I've asked this question and the, and the response is always so positive. Who would like to help me do my job as uh, better or as well as possible? And the hands go up. They, so it, it's amazing how positive it can be. So if I've said, I really like how you loaded quickly, the, 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 the noise level wasn't excessive, you have their ear now to say, there's just one other thing that you could help me with. Can, can we work on that together? And... Uh, generally speaking, the heads nod, and if that goes well, absolutely, I'm standing up the next afternoon where I have that uh, captive audience before we leave, and I'm going to, to tell them about that. So that's around how do we keep it, how do we find positive and keep control? Now, I don't want to be sitting here with rose-colored glasses on and say that, that routes don't happen where there are things that are out of control because that absolutely uh, uh, can happen as well. Now, I would say that a, a critical error that happens with new drivers is they don't want to talk to the kids so they get the school administrator on the bus they tell them what's expected, uh, and then they leave. Ken, where's the authority when <laughs> the principal, teacher, or otherwise gets off the bus 
and goes back in the school. Yeah, it's in the school, absolutely. So the driver goes down the road and two blocks later, we're out of control again. And so um, having a school administrator on the bus when the driver is speaking to the kids is absolutely important. So if I, if I have a bus that's out of control, A, you need to show the kids that you're the one that's in charge. You need to make them aware of your expectations. You need them to make them aware of the school board's expectations. And then I'm going to ask that administrator on the bus. And I've had them say, what do you want me to say? And my comment is, I actually don't want you to say anything. I just want you to be here to see that I've addressed it appropriately. We get buy-in from the kids such that down the road, if there's a challenge or, the, or, or it starts to get under out of control again, then that... Um, that school administrator is an ally who can say, I was there, you all agreed, uh, you know, we, we got buy-in, what's, what's happening here? So making sure that dr the driver is doing the talking is, is just, uh, it's just a really critical piece. Love it, Doug, love it. And you know what, I, I will admit as a parent, I tend to sometimes talking to the kids, I, I gravitate to the negative. I nag them, right? And I can tell you that a lot of times they just tune me out. Um, so, you know, starting with the positive and getting the kids buy-in and getting them interested and then asking for their assistance. Wow, that sounds like some terrific advice. So let me ask you this, because I'm picturing the school bus driver getting up in front of all these kids and you've got 50 kids on a school bus. Yeah, sure, a teacher may have 30 kids in a classroom, but those children are most likely all of the same age. But now you're talking to, you're addressing a school bus where you have four and five-year-olds in kindergarten all the way up to like 13-year-olds in grade eight. That's a wide difference in terms of the communication style or the way they're going to communicate to those kids or the way the kids are going to receive that information. So how does a school bus driver deal with that? How do they deal with that wide range of you're talking to a kindergarten child in a seat in front of you and a grade eight or all the way at the very, very back of the bus? Yeah, it's a great question. So clarity is the next C I'd like to talk about. And I, and I think that uh, the KISS theory absolutely applies here. So instructions need to be short and simple. And, that, and that's for the kindergarten and grade one kids at the front of the bus. And it's for the older kids at the back of the bus as well. I think that if if a driver is a little bit agitated about what's going on and they've got six, eight things that they want to talk to the kids about and they rip them off as they say, this is what I expect of you. I don't know that it's ever happened, but I can guess that it may have, that one kid looks at the other and says, what, what did he say again? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't catch all those. He said something about staying seated at the end. But so, so I think instead of going with a laundry list of what's expected, if there are issues that you really want to address the most hazardous, one or two initially, and once you get those under control, you can move on to others. And, and I'll go with, you know, uh, really, folks, I need you to be seated until the bus is at full stop on the PM route because I can't have you standing in the aisle. Maybe it's a little bit about noise. There could be something about um, 
if they're not getting seated quickly in the morning and that's an issue because I got traffic stopped and all of that sort of thing. But I think that uh, if that one is less of a hazard, I'm going to leave that one go for a little bit later so I can get up and say a day or two down the road, hey, thanks, folks. I, I see that you're paying attention to staying seated until can we talk about and then you can bring up the next one. So uh, uh, keeping instructions short and simple uh, absolutely is, is a great strategy to start to chip away at what it is that we want to, to deal with. Bite-sized chunks. Love it, Doug. Great suggestion. Okay, so uh, we also know that kids seem to have this innate sense of what is right and what is wrong. Right? So if they're being, if they're being you know, uh, told or taken to task on something that they're pretty sure they're not, they really shouldn't be getting in trouble for this, uh, kids sometimes have a hard time with that. So where I'm going with this is, you know, what you were describing earlier is a school bus driver in a perfect scenario, right? School bus driver gets up and they've had a great day and everything's going well. And, you know, hey, you know, they're able to communicate this great, you know, this, this great talk to the kids and they tell them how great the kids, you, we appreciate that your behavior and all this stuff. So that's a perfect scenario. But we all know that all kinds of other stuff go on during the day. So it could be, you know, weather issues, traffic issues, moods of the kids, the bus driver had a bad day in the morning, spilled coffee of themselves, whatever it would be, right? So how does the bus driver stay consistent with their approach to managing the school bus? That's a tough one day in and day out. How do they do that. Well, it is tough uh, for sure, and, I, and consistency is our next C. And I and I think what you're talking about those those reactions to situations that's just a tough one, and it's just one to be very aware of and maybe catch yourself as best you can because I think that um, the same behavior yesterday, today, and tomorrow should. Um, get the same reaction or response from the driver uh, when when Ken does it yesterday and I say hey Ken can you sit down and Doug does it today and and the driver rips a strip off Doug then everybody's like yeah I think the driver's not being so consistent there so so I think just an awareness of sort of what's your level of expectation and being being aware of uh, how we uh, react to those situations so the reaction and also maybe what I expect of kids because um, I think well maybe I'm going to go back to the beginning around just making sure we're following the rules as laid out by the school board the school and the school administrator I think that that's just a great place to start because if I'm lenient uh, on one of the rules and I'm sick tomorrow and a spare driver drives the bus tomorrow, that driver is going to apply the rules as written. And the kids are like, what are you talking about? That's never been an issue for the first three months. So that's unfair to the kids and that's unfair to the spare driver who's being, being put in, in that situation. So uh, making sure that we're following those rules uh, is a really important strategy around uh, the consistency piece. Now, maybe uh, connecting school administrators with the consistency piece, being aware of uh, the respective school administrators plan on how to deal with student management issues. What you what we all know is different schools have different school populations um, and and um potential to address things in a different way at a school where there's kids that have special needs as opposed to maybe the broader population. So what a great 
way to be consistent with what the school wants to do before you have an issue, maybe in the first couple of weeks, maybe not on the first day of school, but in the first couple of weeks to go into the school and say, hey, I'm Doug, I'm driving Route 1 to 3. I just want to have a conversation about how you want to deal with uh, student management issues so that we're both on the same page. I think that's an important consistency piece uh, for sure. Um, and then... Uh, I guess, uh, you know, then with, within what, this, what the school is uh, expecting, the plan they've put in place to go back to expectations and reactions. Um, yeah, it's important. Maybe, maybe one other one, if there's, if there's drivers that are listening that are going to have their own kids on the bus, which sometimes happens, especially in rural routes, ooh, there's, a, there's a place where those kids need to be following the rules because whatever the driver's kids get away with, yeah, the rest of the kids have license to uh, to do that uh, as well. But as you said, kids do have an innate sense of justice and fairness, and they'll be watching the driver for that. So best we can, we we really want to work towards that consistency piece. Excellent. Thank you for that. All right. Um, the doors close. The driver is now pulling away, and I guess they're on school bus island because they are by themselves, mm -hmm. right? One adult, 50-odd kids. Um, what can a driver do when they're out there by themselves, Doug? Um, you know, what resources can, there, can they leverage? Is there assistance they can expect uh, as they conduct the job of managing the school bus by themselves? What yeah, how do they approach that? Yeah, collaboration is an is is an, a, a very important part, as you said. School Bus Island, they are physically out there by themselves, but I think we don't want to have them psychologically feeling like they are out there uh, by their by themselves. <clears throat> and so, uh, maybe I'll go back to something you said at the beginning. How do we how do we prepare for this? prior to getting out there. And so I think that preparation with your manager, uh, with the, um, uh, well, uh, with your manager to understand how, how is it that we're going to deal with the student management piece is, is a really important piece not to feel like you're uh, out there by yourself. But once, once you're out and doing the route, then uh, connecting with school administrators, um, the teacher that might be in the loading zone. Uh, there's there's various ways. And I, I'm going to tell you a story about a um, uh, school in Kitchener that we had um, kids going to. Um, there were, there were uh, various needs sort of looked after at that school, uh, kids with, with various needs, I should say. And um, there were some kids that were behavioral, and the teacher came up with a uh, a little strategy and got the driver's help. So there were twins. Um, they would sometimes uh, act up on the bus. And as such, when the kids got off, the, uh, the teacher said, all I need you to do is to give a calendar, a little pocket calendar to the driver and the driver would open it to the date and there would either be a check mark or an X. And if there was a check mark, the kid was praised in the school and, and was allowed to do some activities that they really liked to do. If there was an X, it was a message that the ride didn't go so well and then the, the child needed to be uh, responsible for uh, their actions and there were some consequences that went with that. I know that that driver felt like I I'm having a positive impact on a kid to understand um, 
sort of, uh, you know, being responsible for, for actions and, and consequences that go with that. Now, I, I, I don't know that that's possible in all situations, but just it's, it, it's a, an example that um, I remember from the past that there, I think that there are opportunities for some sorts of some those sorts of uh, uh, collaborations. Now, when we talk about parents, I think we want to be careful uh, about how we collaborate with parents because I would say generally, generally speaking, it's discouraged as the parent's judgment and knowledge of a situation is going to be clouded by what their child told them. So I'm probably not going to go home and say, yeah, you know what, I was running around on the aisle and, and uh, when the driver stopped for the uh, drop-off, I fell, they will just say the driver hammered on the brakes and I fell, fell into the aisle. <clears throat> and maybe just a note for parents and to go back to um, sort of painting a picture of what a driver's responsible for. If they're doing a pickup or a drop-off, they have the school bus warning lights going and the stop arm extended. Traffic needs to stop oncoming from behind. In some cases, we're on fairly busy roads doing that. And it's the driver's responsibility to ensure that any child approaching the bus, getting on the bus, they might be crossing kids across the street. They need to ensure that they have a safe situation for that to happen. You can imagine that a parent coming up to express a concern, ask a question or otherwise, can be distracting. And so I would encourage parents, yeah, unless, unless the situation, you're on a side street and there's nothing going on, I'd refrain from talking to the driver. It's better to call in to the, uh, the company to maybe have a conversation about a question uh, that you might want to have addressed. Again, uh, we don't want to <clears throat> have the driver distracted from their uh, most important task. Doug, thanks so much for painting that picture because I've never, I've never really thought of all of the aspects that a school bus driver would have to deal with as they're pulling up to a stop, particularly if it's on a busy road. So not only do they have all of those kids behind them that they're responsible for, but now they're now they're taking a look at traffic. They're making sure that cars are stopping as indicated with the flashing lights, that the hazards aren't there as the kids cross the road. Wow, I, I didn't even really give all that consideration in terms of how much responsibility is going on and what that bus driver is doing. So I, I definitely have more empathy for them in terms of next time I see a school bus stop. So thank you for that. And, and you know, you've been speaking really positively about creating an intended experience for the school bus. But I think we could agree that if you have 50 plus kids on one vehicle with one adult that over the course of an entire school year, we're going to have instances of misbehaving that are going to require correction. It's like, it, I think it's almost a guarantee. I can mm. think of every single year my kids were on a school bus. There was always one big issue that came up or an issue that had, that had to be addressed. So what would you say are the best approaches for correcting behavior on a school bus. Yeah, that leads to our next C, and that's consequences. It is an important piece around uh, correcting behaviors, and I think that um, communicating expectations and potential consequences in a clear, consistent way uh, is important. Um, I think that um, I, I would always ask, suggest to a driver that it's important to communicate that it's the child's actions that require them to write a behavior report. Um, it's not the driver deciding they want to, it's the actions that prompt that response. It, it is their responsibility to make sure that that is passed along uh, in 
and important, uh, or I should say, it, it, just passing it along to the school so that they can address that. Um, now, maybe one thing that I think I'll, I'll toss out, and that is that in some cases, uh, based on what's happening on the bus, and if the driver's frustrated, um, they might toss out a threat that they can't follow through on. Kid, you are so off the bus. And then you get to the school and the principal says, you know what, I'm aware of a, home, a difficult home situation. I really want that kid at school. And as such, uh, we'll deal with that uh, in the school. But what's happened is the principal has trumped the driver. The driver said something that uh, they, they can't follow through on. So I think it's important to simply say, I need to report the behavior to the school. Um, and it is absolutely important for the driver to report. I think um, there are situations where when the school board would call me and say they've got a complaint about what happened on a bus and uh, they'd paint the picture, I would talk to the driver and the driver would say, whoa, what do, what do you mean? I've been, I've been talking to that kid for two weeks about um, making sure that you're staying seated or whatever that uh, issue might have been. And then the question is, who have you told about that? Hmm, haven't told anybody about that. Well, that's that's the error, and so maybe I'll just say um, from a for a parent, um, a driver doesn't report a child to get them kicked off the bus. That's that's not the intent. It's to drive positive behavior, better behavior, and also to create a track record. Um, a school administrator will not um, uh, remove a. a, a privileges of getting to and from the school on a bus if they don't have a track record. So a driver can't go in and say, it's been happening for the last two weeks, um, got to get that kid on the bus. Well, write up a report today. Today's day one, and now we, we need to establish a track record. So that report piece is uh, absolutely uh, important for uh, the driver to follow through on. And Every school board, every school will have uh, a form to, to be able to uh, fill out and, and pass off. And I'll just say that in some cases, it's not possible for the driver to go in and have a conversation with that school administrator because uh, they've made uh, school busing a lot more efficient. They have staggered start times. They, they do transfers mid-route. They do uh, double runs. I, I, I've done the elementary school and now I'm going to go pick up another group that's going to another school. So the driver's ability to go in and have a conversation in the moment uh, is challenging. Uh, so um, ensuring that they use the report form and uh, and then uh, get some follow-up on that. And I'll, and I'll talk a little bit more uh, about follow-up on those report forms in, uh, in our next Oh, the next C. Okay. So, well, just, just to add on that, Doug, you know, I just, maybe for those school bus drivers who maybe are reluctant to, to take that step in discipline. Uh, I remember a, a very wise person many, many years ago, uh, sharing with me that discipline when applied correctly is meant to correct behavior, not punish the individual. 
right? So if it's always done through the guise of the correction of the behavior, you know, hopefully that is makes it a little easier on those school bus drivers who maybe don't want to get the kids in trouble or don't want to have them in trouble with the administrator, the parent, whoever. Um, just remembering that's about correcting behavior, not punishment, right? I would agree. I would yeah. agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned one more C, and that's good because, as you know, as you may know, I failed grade 10 math, and so I've been trying to count how many Cs we're up to, and I'm glad you told me that we've, we've accomplished six out of the seven because I'm not sure I was counting that way. So we're off, to the, we're off to the last C. So, Doug, what is the last C that we have to cover? Here? Yeah, last C is communication, and I'll say that communication plays into many of the other uh, Cs that we've talked about already, and it really is the big one in my years in the school bus business when we had a situation that uh, we had to sort of investigate to understand what happened. Uh, when the issues were boiled down, one of the things that was always left was uh, communication was lacking in some sort of way. So it was miscommunicated. Maybe it wasn't uh, understood properly or possibly uh, the individuals involved, there was no communication. So making sure that uh, the, the appropriate parties are informed uh, in an appropriate way of the facts, uh, developments, and any changes that are happening as well is, is just, uh, it, it's very important. Uh, any bus has a two-way radio, and so they have ability to connect with their dispatch and maybe indicate that they need to have a conversation with the safety individual, uh, uh, you know, around what's happening on the bus. And to your comment just a few seconds ago in regards to a driver feeling bad about reporting somebody, that I think that, that absolutely happens. And knowing, uh, flipping it to the positive and communicating what's going on, because really what we're trying to do is help that. That, that student, uh, you know, ha behave in a more appropriate way. That that maybe uh, helps to make you think about it in a very, uh, very different sort of way. Now, you know, those the, the communication. It can simply be a verbal update to a school, uh, the teacher, the administrator. Uh, those misbehavior reports absolutely part of important communication. Verbal updates to your manager about something that's been challenging. That's uh, uh, maybe moving in one direction or another. And I'm going to go back to the positive here again. Be sure to communicate victories to your school as well. So if I'm a driver, I've had some challenges. We've had conversations about expected behavior and it's going well. I'm going to ask that administrator to come on the bus. And while they're on the bus, I'm going to stand up and say to the kids, we had a conversation last month about whatever it is that we needed to deal with. And I just want to say, you've done a marvelous job. You know, we're, we're, we're uh, enjoying the bus ride. We're doing it safely. We're, you know, quiet. We're staying seated. All of that sort of thing. What a, what a good thing to be able to say in, in front of a teacher or, or the principal. Um, and, and it helps to drive that behavior. And there's also a level of expectation. They can do it. And so we really want and need them uh, to continue uh, with that as well. Uh, last one about uh, communication, maybe that I would add is, if you've submitted a misbehavior report form to a school, and this is for drivers, and this is for school administrators as well, it's really important for you to get something back to understand what's happened. Because it might be happening in the school, the kids on the bus, if you're not told 
the thought is, wow, I've been writing these reports up for the last couple of weeks and nothing's going on. I'm going to stop writing up those reports. Uh, in the absence of evidence that something is happening, then we'll assume nothing's happening. Could be happening into school. So I think such that the driver continues to write up those reports and communicate with the school and their company, uh, getting some sort of information back is in fact very important uh, for the driver. And you know what, maybe my, my last thought in regards to this whole conversation about passenger management is, um, if you're in the school bus business, delivering school children is your business. And so instead of finding ways to get that uh, challenging child off the bus, make it your personal challenge to encourage positive behavior in that child. Employ some of the things that we've talked about to make it go better because um, the, uh, the, the world inside your bus will be a better place for it. And I think uh, as a school bus driver, um, they have lots of really positive impacts on kids. And so maybe I would even say your communities in the world might be a better place for it. Absolutely. Right on. Uh, Doug, thank you very, very much. So I, I you know, I, I, I have two takeaways from this podcast. One is that when we started this podcast, boy, I felt if I was in the shoes of a school bus driver and we were starting to talk about 50 kids and being alone, uh, that could be a little bit of a scary proposition. But as you went through with all of your suggestions, I felt myself, if I was that school bus driver, my confidence growing because now we have a plan. Right. And we have uh, a means to be and a methodology and able to deal with this and that this can be a positive experience for everybody. So thank you for that. And then also thank you for, you know, I think sharing um, for at least parents like myself, uh, you know, a sense of empathy for the school bus driver, because I felt as you went through um, the actions of the day and what the school bus driver goes through uh, allowed me to put myself in their shoes. And, you know, th the way you described it are things that maybe I didn't know about what go goes on in a school bus during the day or what a, a school bus driver has to deal with. And I feel like I've got a lot more empathy for, for the school bus driver. And maybe my patience is going to be a little bit better um, next time. I'm waiting behind something like a school bus or a school bus is taking a long period of time. It's like, I, you know what? That school bus driver could be dealing with a whole host of things. I'm just going to sit here and be patient and be supportive. So thank you very much, Doug. That was fantastic. Um, some great information, some great guidance and tips. Thank you for joining us on the IHSA Safety Podcast again, Doug. Thank you, Ken. Glad to be here. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this IHSA Safety Podcast. Hope you got a lot out of it. Be sure to subscribe and like us on your podcast channel and visit us at IHSA .ca for a wealth of health and safety resources and information. The IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening. Start each workday by reinforcing awareness and control of hazards in your workplace with a five-minute safety talk. IHSA's Free Safety Talks Manual covers over 150 topics, such as personal protective equipment and traffic control, with more topics added all the time. Visit IHSA.ca to download your free IHSA Safety Talks Manual today.